0: Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, You Sports Date NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Thursday, October 28th, and we are going to do our insider show with Josina Anderson to talk about the trade deadline. You can watch us as always. I don't know if you guys have heard this podcast listeners audio listeners it's like if this guy talks about youtube one more time i'm going to jump through my earbuds but we are live on, well we're not live for this show on youtube but we are live on youtube a lot thursdays at 1 p.m for our pick show our best bet show with uh, rj white and pete prisco and special guest t- mystery guest shows up early in uh in in, in Friday show you can watch it on youtube and go you figure out who it is um and he makes fun <laughs> of me we're also live after every sunday monday and thursday night show on youtube and Ryan Wilson, host a Tuesday mock draft show at 1 p.m. Eastern that will be live on YouTube. That's a YouTube exclusive if you want the latest on draft information. Hey, Josh Edwards and Chris Trapaso. Break it down. Hit the subscribe button, youtube.com slash pick six, and go ahead and hit that little bell for alerts. You'll get alerts when we go live, and you can come hang with us in the chat and make fun of my miserable picks. Joining me to talk about... Oh, my God. I can't keep plugging YouTube. It's impossible. Justine Anderson joining me to talk about uh, all things, uh, perhaps maybe some Deshaun Watson chatter for the third week in a row, but all things NFL. What's going on, Justine?
1: Man, you know, uh, first of all, I appreciate you welcoming me in and having me on your show. And um, yes, the Deshaun Watson saga
0: continues, Will. Oh, my goodness. I know it's um, we have we are three for three on uh, on these on these uh, Thursday afternoon insider podcast talking to Sean Watson. But I, I got to tell you, I mean, it. this was – this was the – this is probably – I mean, it felt like something was going to happen uh, with – primarily because after the Panthers' humiliating loss to the Giants where they scored three points, and Matt Rule is having to talk to Joe Brady about, like, doing a lot – working on a lot of things, and Sam Darnold was under siege again and just looked generally awful. Um, you could tell that a lot of things in Carolina – and I've been saying this for months um, – that – a lot of how Carolina will approach some front office decision-making, some personnel moves, some quarterback decisions in particular, hinges largely on the uh, emotional state of being of owner David Tepper. You, you know, lose to the score three points against the Giants, and all of a sudden, Sunday afternoon, uh, 30 minutes after the game, the Panthers are back in on Deshaun Watson. And then by Wednesday, after everyone had a chance to, like, talk him off the ledge, the Panthers are no longer in on Deshaun Watson. Um do you think that they were serious, or was that just sort of a emotional reaction, uh, a visceral reaction to to scoring three points in a in a professional football game against a bottom ten defense?
1: Well, <clears throat> they were definitely serious from the standpoint that they had made the offer to the Texans before, mm-hmm. and also obviously after Sam Darnold uh, was benched.
0: Yeah, for PJ Walker. For PJ Walker. AF legend, PJ or uh, XFL legend, PJ Walker.
1: Yes, XFL. And through his seventh interception since going three and oh, you would be remiss not to be back in from a football standpoint in on the conversations on Deshaun Walker. Now, um, obviously, for the time being, that has changed, Um, whether that has to do with people in the building, you know, uh, who Mm -hmm. disagree with being in on Deshaun uh at this point from the standpoint of protecting Sam Darnold's psyche, to um, you know, what the circumstances are in the conversation with the Houston Texans. Um, I still personally feel, and this is Josina talking, not necessarily well, yeah. I mean it's the Cena sure talking. talking,
0: not not reporting necessarily. Yes, yes, yeah, thank yeah. you.
1: Um, is that I don't know why they're out on those conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously from the stuff that's not football, I I totally get it at the same time, as I've said to you, Will, um, and it's not to um, lessen any of the things that we've been discussing about, but from the standpoint of it will eventually be done. Um, I think Fred Smoot made a really good point on my show. <laughs> I don't know how many, he said there are 8 billion people, um, on the earth or what, whatever it is, however many people there are. I don't know the exact number. Um, but he said there's never been 32 good quarterbacks in the NFL at one time out of all these people on the earth. So he was just really trying to contextualize how hard it is to find a franchise quarterback. And so, who uh, Will, who did the Panthers play next?
0: Uh, the Panthers play the Falcons in Atlanta on Halloween.
1: So, Will, answer me this. If they just lost the game that they just lost against the Giants, 25-3, and then you come back and you lose against Atlanta this Sunday, are you going to again sit here and tell me after Sunday, with the trade deadline the following Tuesday, that you're just going to be like, yes, I'm still with my flagpole all the way in on Sam?
0: It's tough. And if you're – I mean, no, no, no. Look, it's just tough. I I, (laughs) I think that – I think that there are conflicting interest in the front office and with ownership and in in in, in that building in general, as as there would be with any you know uh, any franchise that was interested in Deshaun Watson. You know, Miami obviously has conflicting interest levels uh, when it comes to Deshaun Watson because you you point out you know the Panthers were very interested in the football Deshaun Watson on the football side of things. Well, that's the that's the problem, right? If you could just trade for Deshaun Watson, which the Panthers were trying to do before the the news broke this offseason, you know, that without any sort of uh, ramifications, repercussions coming in the form of, you know, pushback from the public, pushback from your fans, pushback from a PR perspective. I mean, like we, we were talking about this the other day, you know, does Scott Fowler write a daily, weekly column, you know, eviscerating you know, uh, you know, if, if, you know. Does the does Joe Person write one in, on the in the Athletic? Does Scott Fowler write one in the Charlotte Observer, just calling calling out David Tepper for uh, putting football above, you know, uh, in theory like morality and all that? Because I, I, I feel like that would probably happen. And you know, I understand. Look, the Deshaun Watson thing's tough because it's I just don't think that anybody can trade for him until the off field issues are settled. And David Tepper, the other thing too is they got the Panthers got so impatient when they whiffed on, they couldn't get Wentz. He wouldn't agree to go there. Stafford wouldn't agree to go there. Um, they they were out on, you know, and then the Watson stuff happened. The Panthers sort of hit the panic button and traded for Sam Darnold and then immediately gave him his fifth year option for next year, which is like $18 million, you know, if, with only an injury, with an injury guarantee. So he's, he's going to get that money. And it, it's like, it feels like it's just, ch- I understand it. If Watson's great, go, you know, Watson is great. If he gets cleared, go get him. But if, I don't know, man. It, it just feels like the the Panthers are, are reacting too emotionally at this quarterback position.
1: Well, going back to like Rusty Hardy's press conference, right? You know, and not getting too granular in these cases. And obviously none of us were there. Sure. Um, but you obviously have the accounts, which in and of itself is a form of, you know, testimony, right? So you have to look at it as verbal, but then you I have to also go back to, you know, what is... Um, the supporting evidence in those cases and um and I think that that is something that also needs to be highlighted as as well and in some of those cases there have been um you know things that have come out you know after the fact of such claims being made um that definitely don't support the position that's in the claims I think you know that needs to just as much as we talk about the claims, we have to talk about the things that uh, don't support the claims. Sure. And that is, that definitely is out there too. Um I understand, you know, obviously the, um, I'm a woman, so I totally get, you know, believe women. I also think as a, as a journalist, we also need to keep it focused on evidence as well. And and as I already qualified, yes, someone's account is a form of evidence. It also was bolstered by evidence. <laughs> um, sure. And, and-, and-
0: well, I mean, I, I mean, I think, the, I think the important thing to note too is that you know, like the volume of cases that were filed uh, lawsuits, not cases lawsuits that were mm-hmm. filed against Deshaun Watson, is so immense that it becomes very easy to, uh, I mean, just because you know, we it becomes easy to kind of package them all together as one, you know, like one case against, uh, you know, like say it's just like you know, t- you know, what I mean, like twenty, it's like these twenty-two women are saying the same thing, but I do think there's probably a case, you know, there's probably there's different different, different incidents that we don't know about, you know, within the, within the single case.
1: But I, but I think what I'm trying to get at will is, you know, when Roger Goodell went in front of the owners meetings and he said, we just don't have enough information to put him on the exempt list, right? It's not necessarily just because they don't have enough information. They've been doing their investigations. Right. So that also, and I see, that's why I wish I was there, you know, and obviously I'm, you know, reporting from home right now until other things, you know, uh, take place that I need to take care of. But, um, but, you know, I wish there was some pushback on that. It's like, we don't have enough information. Well, I also think that that's reflective of their discernment of the information that they do have. Sure. Because it's not as if that there hasn't been a collection of different things that comprise these claims. So I do think to an agree to a a certain degree, they're giving you their discernment over what has been presented to this point and um, their assessment of what has been presented to this point. However, I also acknowledge that there have been no additional official findings after these you know claims have been written to which they don't want to act in front of but i do think that i wish that there was more pushback to that portion of what roger goodell said so he could qualify that more you know with regards to the status of what the nfl feels like has already will been presented
0: (laughs) yeah i i think if i can if i can interpret what you're saying correctly (laughs) is that roger goodell said and here's here's his quote um Mm -hmm. He said, "We don't have all the ac- we don't have all the access to that information and pride ourselves on not interfering with it. That process is ongoing." He also said, "We don't feel we have the that necessary information to place him on the exempt list." And to to your point, I think it would be it would have been nice to know is Roger Goodell saying the information we have is not enough to put him on the exempt list, or is he saying we don't have enough information because those are two very different things? Did the NFL look at the information they had and say? This does not, you know. Um, but that's, it,
1: a, that's what I'm saying, Well, That's what yeah, I feel no, like That's he, what I'm saying. I, I, and I, that's I, what he is saying. It has to be, because think about that. There's already so much of it that's public. So right. it can't, it's, but it's almost like no one pushed back on that because it's like he's saying, well, we don't have enough information. Well, yes, you do, because there's a lot of information that's out there. And matter of fact, you know, uh, obviously, Tony Busby has everything that he said that these women have said. Okay, And then Rusty Hardy also Harden, rather, also did his uh, press conference in which he laid out a lot of text messages and things, you know, that didn't necessarily support those claims as well. Not in all instances, but in in, in various instances. And so with that collection, Will, of evidence, the commissioner then came out and said what he said. So the only gap that he that he and the NFL can sliver through is just that um, the Houston Police Department haven't weighed in subsequent to that, nor has the criminal case been, you know, the grand jury hasn't been formed in in front of that. But what they should have, what he should have been pressed on, what is your assessment of what you already know? Because, you know, the DA's office, obviously, that's a that's a that's a political, uh, 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 you know, you know, you know that there's politics around that. Right. And then with the with the Houston Police Department, this has been before them for how long, how long? How, I mean, we, we. this is what I'm talking about because the reason why I'm pressing this today is because these are the things that get pressed in my ear too. Well, yeah. you know, from- you know and, and and so and and i and i do hear frustration with regards to the fact that the media since you remember when every day we were talking about it every day and it was like and we were going through each case that it's almost like been kind of left right well,
0: the football season started and the cases haven't had any movement in the judicial system and so as a result we sort of we sort of leave you know we, we
1: stopped we- assessing you know, where it really is, you know, after Rusty Harden's press conference happened. And I do think, and that's one of the things that, you know, I even as a journalist want to go back on is, you know, re kind of reading everything and, and stacking it up because it may outside of the depositions and a grand jury weighing in on it, what additional evidence is really coming in? I mean, I think the collection of the evidence is there. So it's really it's really a grand jury weighing in on that evidence. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless there's something else that comes up that, you know, I'm not aware of. Right. And also, you know, what people say in depositions, maybe that could add additional, you know, color or something that they didn't put in their lawsuit. All I'm saying is, is that if you're. You know, because because the contention on the other side has been that, um, you know, that this has been, you know, for money. And then you have women saying, no, this really happened. And all I'm saying is I'm not making a judgment on that so much as, you know, outside of what is the testimony of what someone says happens? What is the additional evidence that su- supports that and also goes against that? And I just feel like that should be parsed better. That's all.
0: Well, and here, the thing that I think is kind of becoming this to, to that point and how this is playing out and how there has been a stagnation of the, of the cases. Um, my, my sense of it is that the dolphins and the Panthers, as we, as we noted, would not be willing to trade for Deshaun Watson until they have some sort of settlement or some sort of resolution to the cases. However, Watson's people, I think Charles Robinson of Yahoo has, has mentioned this, is that, and, and, and it's been talked about frequently and it, it makes sense. It's, Watson's Watson Deshaun and the people around Deshaun do not want they could settle these cases today like they could get the settlement right,
1: But the they case. don't want to sign the non-disclosure Correct.
0: Agreement. if they sign the non-disclosure agreement that means they can't talk to the NFL that means they can't talk publicly they, they Deshaun Watson the, it's viewed as Deshaun would then be admitting enough guilt not where he would be in trouble legally But where the NFL would say, "Okay, you settled 22 cases. We can't find out what actually happened because we can't talk to you about it because you all signed NDAs. You're suspended for six games. And
1: And by the way, Will, let me just look in the camera and say that. okay? that is a huge issue right now. A huge issue. So we potentially. Could be if, you know, Mr. Ross holds, you know, on to wanting additional clarity. And the only way clarity can come at this point right now, unless something else happens that I'm unaware of, you know, comes through a settlement that we could really be looking at next week at Deshaun Watson still being a Texan after 4 p.m. Eastern on November 2nd.
0: Well, and if you're Deshaun Watson, you want to play football and you want to get out there, but the you are currently being paid and you are not suspended and you are, you're healthy and you are, you're going to be traded at some point because the Texans have acknowledged uh, either, you know, not. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Let me, let me clarify. So right now um, there are no commitments to Deshaun Watson and, or has been whatever that he will get traded.
0: Oh, no, no. I, I don't mean, I don't yeah. mean that they have said publicly. Yeah. Publicly is probably a bad word, but they have, it has been intimated through, um, you know, it came out, we talked about last week, the Houston media, suddenly it's like the Texans have decided that they're ready to trade. Um, I do, maybe, I wanna, maybe that wasn't I the Texans. What, I
1: still want to clarify that. Um, You're saying
0: Deshaun Watson has not been told he will be traded.
1: There have, I, I, this is how I'm going to say it. There have been no guarantees that he will be traded. Right. Period. Okay. And well, so, yeah, and, and no, but that's really important because what yeah. I'm trying to do is you know because always like when i'm talking i gotta i'm always watching kind of how i word things as i'm filtering through my own right as as one does yeah as one does does. and so there's no guarantees that he will be traded remember this whole process is because obviously he requested you know the trade and there is no uh, my understanding is that there is no pressure to feel like he has to be traded um any uh, acquisition that you get from a trade is not changing the trajectory of the Texans' season this season. Right. And so, if you miss the deadline in November second, and you hold on to Deshaun Watson until March of uh, the of the new league year, what's real? What what are we really talking about, Will? So November, December, January, February, March. It's just, you know, and that's not even it. And it's not even really five months. It's really you know three more months. It's really just three more yeah, months. Yeah, I so. guess
0: I, maybe I, maybe I, maybe I should have uh, parsed or 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 or, or, mm-hmm. or phrased what I said better. I, what I was saying is that I I think the Texans will eventually trade him, mm-hmm. but there is if you're if you're Houston, or if you're Deshaun Watson, like yes, if you're Deshaun, you would love to get traded on Tuesday and go play in Miami, or you know maybe even go play in Charlotte if if they were still interested, but you're not because you're not getting you're not being suspended by the NFL as long as you were on the Texans I don't believe as long and, and, and those you know what I'm saying like he can they can push the envelope a little bit in trying to secure a settlement that will benefit him from a league punishment perspective um, you know where they you know, the NDA issue they can push that because they know that they don't have he, he doesn't have to be traded right now um, the team that the team that wants to trade for him right now, is the one in five Miami dolphins or are they one in six, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One in six Miami dolphins who can't win football games and are about to give away a top five pick to the Philadelphia Eagles and everybody gets fired. So like, I think that's sort of being missed here is that Deshaun is not in a huge hurry to get traded. And the Texans, as you point out, are not in a huge hurry to trade him. They're not going to take a discount just to get him off the roster by the trade deadline. They stink. They just traded Mark Ingram to the Saints. Like, they're not good. They know they're not good. Uh, they're starting Davis Mills and hope, hope to get Tyrod Taylor back. Um, you know, so like, they're, they and I know you their-
1: know that, but I feel like, I feel like even when I tweeted that, like, I think just yesterday or what have you, and I was just like, first of all, I'm trying to make people understand because it's like, oh, you know, Miami's the only one at the no trade. And, and now David Tepper said, like, people need to really understand that this is a high level game of chess. Yeah that's number one and 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 people also need to understand that it it real because everyone thinks it's like a forgiven
0: conclude and i'm not talking about you i'm just talking about like no, 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 no. that's why we're doing the podcast to explain yeah. it to people it's right. Right, like right like, Is that- here's the other like- thing for the texans yeah well if you're houston right now you have one one and a half suitors for deshaun watson if you if you say you know what it's you know it, like we can't give you any guarantees on the settlement et cetera et cetera you know we you know we're we're just gonna hold on to him you get the offseason, season things change frequently with teams you know Ben Rothersberger could retire and suddenly maybe the Steelers are players um you know the Broncos. Have long thought that they were going to get Aaron Rodgers and that that would just be a freebie, but maybe that doesn't happen and they get in on Deshaun Watson. You know, there there are other teams that could open up the possibility of trading for Watson. Um, when you get to the offseason, you're not going to, you know, just
1: week to week, Sunday, you know, even just Sunday. Remember, I told you, I still don't think it benefits any move to happen before Sunday because, shoot, I mean, what happens if any one of these, what if and Three franchise quarterbacks go down on Sunday, and we're like, "Whoa, okay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Just after Sam Darnold got benched, every I mean, every and I said it, whatever. We were just like, "Okay, well, you're ready, you're because it's just obvious. It makes common sense. It's their due diligence to now consider that. So we don't know what's gonna happen this Sunday, and then you you look at. You look at certain teams and who they're playing, you know, if, if they if they suffer losses, you know, that also can change the temperature overnight. You know, somebody can wake up and be like, you know, whatever. But I do want to say that I feel like the number of suitors um, is also really more so qualified. I think that there are suitors. <laughs> I think that there are multiple people uh from a football standpoint that obviously would want Deshaun um and, and let me just take you know take the the cases away from it but I think we the the other qualifying the big qualifying thing is the price <laughs> is the price and and the Texans are adamant about their price and what they've assessed Deshaun Watson to be you know from a uh a, a NFL compensation standpoint from just like a, a a capitalist standpoint in terms of as a you know as a as a, a a, you know a commodity in, in terms of the way that he's an asset for a team not you know from obviously we know he's a person um but and 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 I, I have you know not as far as my understanding that's not changing at least so far you know right
0: and and the other thing too is that if you're a team that is sending away picks right you're sending three first round picks so if you're the Carolina Panthers I guess if you're the Dolphins you're sending San Francisco's pick and then the you know, you're, you're sitting picks for the next three years, first round picks hot, like heavily valued commodities in the NFL uh, economic infrastructure, you know? And if you do that, you are doing so with the belief that you are going to have Deshaun Watson for, you know, all three of those seasons. And that way you will not be giving away high picks because your team will be good because you have that quarterback. But if, if the settlement isn't taking, if, if, if his legal situation and by, By default, you know. Also, his situation with the NFL is not resolved. When you make the trade, it's possible that you lose Deshaun Watson for six weeks of that. You know, like let's say you trade for him now, and he plays the rest of the season for your team, and you're the Dolphins, and you you barely miss the playoffs, and you think, all right, we got a great team coming back in 2022, and then he's suspended for the first six games of 2022. All of a sudden, that would have completely changed the calculus on what you would be sending the Texans because you know, you're, you're losing six games of a season of, of the, of the prime of this quarterback. And so I, I think all I, like it's, yeah, but if
1: that, of- you know, but to me, that's like such, you know, it's a, I, and I, and I'm trying to keep qualifying my answers in terms of like, you know, football, football, football. Right. right. I, and and I understand that that's a big part of it, but you know, for me, even if I, I was not Joe and I was a general manager, you know, I would be saying on my head, you know, at some point, you know, uh, Obviously, you know, qualifying everyone's feelings and thoughts. Right. But at the same time, the truth is, the fact is, is that at some point that is going to end. Right. And so I, I think when you weigh that sample size. Even if it was less like Antonio Brown, who for the sure. Tampa Bay Buccaneers had to miss the first eight games, and oh by the way, they went on to win the Super Bowl. At some point, it does end, and so you know, I, I and I know that that is difficult, but I also think that you kind of have to weigh if I it, let's just say we're let's just kind of play this out, you know, whatever. Like if you're Steven Ross, and I'm thinking, hmm, you know. Uh, I I heard and obviously they have conversations beyond what they hear from Roger Goodell in public. Clearly they do. I know they do. And obviously they do. But um, but, you know, even if you're just looking at it from the lens of what Roger Goodell said, you know, there there's a lot of information that is already out there. And it's and it's not so the clarity is not. So there is a part of it that is discernment over what is already out there. Right. And then. And so then it just becomes what are what do his peers from the standpoint of society and a and a jury <laughs> says about that evidence? Right? That, right. That's that's the last that's the last part. And and of course, that is a, that is a little bit of a wild card. Right. But and I would have to I would I'd have to ask, you know, Rusty, this let's just say it played out and it, it didn't go favorably. You know, what is um, and I need to understand this, you know, what is really the. um max of what could ha- like what is the worst if you played it out that could happen right Well, um, well,
0: right, well right now with no criminal charges the max, you know worst case scenario is you're 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 going to have to pay whatever a judge determines the um you know the the the, the amount of money the no i'm thinking on.
1: about if hpd comes back right, and right, right,
0: right. Like, well and exactly but that's 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 sort of to my point i think is that if you're trade if you're if you're steven ross or david tepper or any owner trading for deshaun watson the, the, the forward thinking calculation you have to do from a, you know, will this guy be suspended by the league? Will this guy be, you know, will there be charges filed? That's the gamble you're taking and you're, and you're, and you're gambling it with a bunch of first round picks. So it makes it, it's just, a, it's just an impossible calculation, which is why the no trade has happened. And it's, it feels like, you know, we're headed towards maybe he stays on the Texans, but, we won't know until like you say sunday's got
1: to well, play all i'm saying is like let's say he was suspended I, I i i and i was just playing this out all hypothetically not because right. i'm assessing you know whatever to whoever side of the case but let's just playing it out hypothetically i don't think that he would be uh at worst let's just say at worst it was a year i don't think it would be a year right and then and then i would have to ask and i've already said that ask rusty if hpd somehow came back with some sort of whatever finally after all this time that that it's been out there finally saying that they found something that hasn't already been found what's the worst of what what's the worst that you think that that charge would be and then what in the state of texas does that carry let's just say and then and then and there's your and then there's your final point okay and then from there uh we talked about this last week right uh deshaun watson is 26 so from that standpoint after that all the way up until how old is tom brady right
0: now uh 44
1: So from that standpoint, let's just say it was, let's just say at at worst case, I mean, triple worst case, it was 27, 28. So then you ask yourself, you know from that point is it, on. is it
0: worth it for 29 through 40 for 11 years of Watson to go through yeah and it, it, it no that's the math you have to do you have to you have to build out it's a risk assessment model you just figure out what the worst case is the best case is and you and you and you make your move um all right let's take a we uh we, we talked lots of Watson let's take a quick break and we come back we'll talk some other uh trades that actually happened around the NFL <laughs> so mark ingram uh it's a big day for uh, ingrams m ingrams who wanted trades i guess mm-hmm. mark ingram didn't demand a trade but i would have to assume he's cool with leaving houston and going to new orleans right um they
1: never wanted to leave new orleans yeah yeah that's right that's
0: right uh but it, uh big Truss is back with his uh his with his pal alvin kamara now uh was this a case of the saints sort of looking around and um you know looking at marlon mack looking at the other uh, these they wanted to add some veteran running backs they they don't want uh, Alvin Kamara to have 26 carries a game, which he had a few weeks ago. They don't want him to, they want him at somewhere between 17 and 22 carries is my my general feeling uh, on, a, on a weekly average basis. Ideally 19 carries, you don't go above 20. You get in touches in the passing game and then you can lean on somebody like Ingram, somebody like Marlon Mack in the run game. Was it just a case of, man, we're so familiar with this guy and we know what he brings that this is the best in-season move?
1: Well, first of all, I never thought they should have broke up. Yeah. Um, and even as it was explained to me last night, you know, just couldn't, you know, come to terms, never wanted to leave. And but even from the standpoint, I'm just like, sometimes I feel like as a, a GM or any Uh, part of member who's a part of leadership, you got to know like, what's that like magic stick in your locker room, right? And I really feel like that was such a big, you know, part of that. And so whatever it took, and I don't know what he was, but it couldn't have been that much. Like, I just think that like, how did you break that up? That should have never been broken up from the first place. And yes, after Tony, you know, Jones got injured or what have you you know, we talked about it last week that, you know, uh, the Saints being a part of those, uh, you know, conversations, but then after we also got off, you and I were talking, I, I was hearing it. it's not, not really. So it sounds like the temperature was even maybe cooler on Marlin. although acknowledging that, you know, conversations took place. Uh, so then at that point, I knew that, you know, the Saints weren't going to be in it. Um, and then obviously, voila, you know, uh, but that report gets out there, you, you know, that they're looking and then, um, you know, you can follow up and, and make a deal for another client, you know what I mean, or a, a, a agent can make a deal for their client is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um the uh yeah, Mark Ingram only I mean he signed I mean the Saints always have cap issues, so that's probably more or less what it was. But um I mean, they're always up against the cap and they they in and, and uh and old uh Mickey Loomis shakes his bag of magic beans and so now they end up bol- like four, it's 40 he just sprinkles his pixie dust on the salary cap table and it's just
1: not beans it well it's new orleans beads that's right, that's right. it's beads it's beans. magic beads beans? Yes, beans. come on uh, you're talking about new orleans
0: <laughs> good point you're right you're right you're right uh, but three years 15 million for uh with that ravens contract when marking it was signed so it's not like it was ex- exorbitant um do uh do you think that this leads to a flood of texans trades uh brandon cook Cook, excuse me, tweeted about uh, the bull bleep uh, after the Mark Ingram trade and very clearly unhappy with the idea that the Texans are shipping out veterans when everybody's trying to win games. Uh, are, is there, are there more Texans uh, trades coming, perhaps?
1: Um, potentially, I personally and transparently obviously try to call Brandon Cooks myself. And sure. you know, I saw, as I saw that tweet, to and I'm sure he saw the calls or whatever. And I'm sure maybe wasn't the other call, the only call. And I, I would
0: bet you were not the only call he got after he yeah, tweeted. Sure. Yeah.
1: Right, right. And I feel like you know, it's one of those things where you have instant frustration and then you kind of like, ooh, and then you see everyone, you know, reacting to that. And for the most part, I think we know all know of Brandon Cooks to, you know, be very composed, you know, and also not to send that he's not a person and doesn't, you know, get uh, frustrated or things like that, but not necessarily, um, you know, fire fingers when it comes to Twitter, I would say. And right. so I think that that was a real window into the frustration of, um, you know, the impact on other the other players when, you know, you're in a rebuilding mode who can contribute. Now, J.J. Watt just got a very great golden ticket out of Houston to go to Arizona, though um, I was just, you know, talking to some people around him and um, obviously going through the, the the shoulder injury and still waiting for after this game, to uh, pick a surgery date for you know to repair his shoulder, but for someone like Brandon, you know, he's just like, damn. Well, where where is my parachute? You know, yeah. Ingram gets a parachute. JJ Watt gets a parachute. Whitney, you know, goes and is just like, okay. Well, wh- where is mine? And especially since he's because he's been where, where did he go from the Patriots uh, to the no, Rams,
0: States to the Patriots to the Rams to the Texans? Traded four times in his career. I yeah.
1: mean, goodness, great. And, and and then probably based on his situation, doesn't want to stay there. So now you're looking at someone who um, you know, is, is a good contributor. <laughs> um, and, and listen, I, I, there's this big saints fan on my other show, the crew who was just dying to get a, a wide receiver, you know, based on the situation with Michael Thomas right now that we need to just, you know, continuously, um, you know, just, you know, monitor and, um, and, you know, that could be a, a situation where, you know, maybe you should go over there, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, and look, um, right. If Brandon cooks gets traded, the Texans top wide receiver is, uh, Chris Conley. Followed quickly by Danny Amendola and Nico Collins, the rookie. It is a not a not a thick and robust uh, depth chart in there. Melvin Ingram, I think. Did Melvin Ingram? Did I dream that, or did Melvin Ingram? Melvin Ingram wants out too uh, yes, already. It's true.
1: That is true. And um, and I what my understanding is is that you know prior to Whitney, you know maybe the Packers would have been an option. Just heard that mm-hmm. this morning. Um, but you know, uh, Whitney is over there, so now just gotta gotta you know feel it out. And, um, you know, go and, and see what it is. I literally, you know, when I saw that this morning, um, that's what I heard. And now we're just kind of waiting to see how it will flush out. Obviously, there'll be more information for Melvin Ingram and many other teams, you know, on Sunday. But I tell you, Will, um, I, and I just want to kind of put this, uh, which I think is an interesting point. And I know it kind of circles back to Deshaun. But after it became more public or public in general, that the uh Miami that the Dolphins were the only team for which there's been a waiver granted to the no trade clause <laughs> just I think we need to kind of think about right even more so what that really did to the Dolphins in terms of their negotiations <laughs> with the Texans just right. think about this because if you're at a certain level with your compensation and obviously it will if it was at the level a, a, a deal would be done yeah. So now after that becomes public and, you know, it's like, yes, it's true. Miami's the only one with the waiver. Do you think that Chris is on the phone even quicker now with the Texans to raise the offer? Yes uh, or no?
0: Yeah, if they have the, if they're the only ones with the with the, with the waiver. No. Yeah.
1: Meaning my point is, is that they're less likely to raise the price after it became public.
0: Right, right, right. If, if, if they know that they are the only team that Deshaun is willing to waive his no trade calls for and they might have known that already but what i'm saying is
1: that the fact that it's public is 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 now that the public is aware of that i think that that also changes the the complexion of the talk as far as your willingness to now go now that's why like i said i knew last night that nothing was going to happen i went to bed knowing i was like there's no way anything's happening today right (laughs) Right, right, right. And, and then and then on top of that the Josh Rosen component because you gave up the second rounder in 2019 in the, in the fifth in 2020, that's all people in Miami say is that they feel like in that instance for Josh, that they were bidding against themselves and how yeah. now, how in, in in retrospect, how that looks. So with all I'm saying, Will, is with that context, <laughs> that is even less likely that you're rushing to make this deal. And as we keep ticking closer to the deadline, you see what I'm saying? That's what oh, I'm for saying. sure. And,
0: and right now the, uh, Dolphins draft picks are, you know, they, they've they already given away their first round pick. That's theirs. Right. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the other one is the San Francisco pick and, um, you know, that would presumably be going to Houston, but you don't know exactly where that pick is going to fall right now. It looks pretty good, but, um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. No trade clause. Certainly, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you, you don't want to bid against yourself, but you know, and you know, you're the only bidder, so you have to kind of.
1: So, no so why would you go higher after, after today? Yeah. The only way you're going to go higher will is if somebody else enters the fray. Sure. How how does Chris go higher? How does he go you higher?
0: You can't. How does he go higher? Yeah, you can't. You don't you definitely don't offer any more uh after that. Okay, uh very quickly yeah. since uh, yeah. since we won't talk until next Thursday and we'll get yeah. out of here. But um uh, what do we think? How much how how active do you expect Monday and Tuesday to be in the general trade market? I mean do we think
1: well, nothing compared to the NBA ever. So it's not, it's not going to be like, No, that. no, no huh? I think, I, I think a few deals could get done potentially here or there. I think that that number could also be impacted obviously by what happens on Sunday. Um, I still think some of the people that we talked about before are, you know, up for grabs. Now add Melvin Ingram to the mix. I still think, you know, the the uh, the Broncos have an extra, you know, corner. I still think the Bears have an extra quarterback. I still think, you know, the the Texans might, you know, see what they do with Brandon Cooks, you know, see what happens after this game. You know, uh, we, we talked about the Von Miller situation, and if you hadn't got hurt in that last game, you know, maybe that would even be something that you would be discussing even more, though I don't think that it should inhibit any one considering you know uh him especially at this juncture um so you know those are the you know ones that you know i have i know there are people in my mentions asking me about alan robinson and and what have you so i think some of the other names that i would talk about will just kind of I think that the picture just becomes clear after this Sunday. We'll have a full assessment of what the desperation level is of teams based on their record and, you know, what their likelihood is of winning and what the pressure is in their respective cities to make a move.
0: Yeah, that's a great, no, that's a great point because seven weeks in, we do have a sense of where, where people stand. But right now, um, you know, the, like the, if you're the, if you're the Steelers and the Patriots and the Colts, um, obviously, the Chiefs aren't going to be sellers or anything like that, but, you know, those there's, there's first four teams and then the Broncos, you can throw them in there, too. You know, Sunday might go a long way towards letting them know, or, or week seven might go a long way towards, week eight, excuse me, might know, go a long way towards letting them know, are they contenders? And then in the NFC, the same thing, right? Like the Panthers are, have been awful, have lost four straight games, but they're still just uh, a half a game out. Of, of 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 a playoff spot and so you know i think in you know you're not gonna just be dumping everybody off because you know knowing that you can still get into the mix and so there's there's probably only uh, what, five teams jets Jags, dolphins texans and lions who are just you know have to realistically say we are not in the mix and maybe that number goes up uh after sunday and if it does maybe we see a little more action on monday yeah. or tuesday it's gonna be a fun yeah. trade deadline either way Jocyna mm-hmm. Anderson, always fun to chat with you. Uh, make sure and check her out on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, I, I don't have the dates in front of me, but you're you're on there a bunch talking talking football.
1: Mm-hmm. Talking yeah, me, yeah, whichever. I know. Oh, right? uh, no yeah, I, just,
0: I just black out and just talk on HQ. Me too. no
1: worries. worry. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we will. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, Jocyna. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Will. Bye, guys. <laughs>